Thanks for tuning in to the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Carter. I'm pleased to announce that joining me today is Max Vonderhaar. Max is currently a junior at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, and he is already an accomplished chef. Max and I will talk about food and the culinary arts, along with the school's new culinary program to bring a teaching kitchen to the campus of CHCA. Joining me on the phone right now is Max Vonderhaar. Max is currently a junior at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Max, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Max, uh, you are, uh, I, I suppose what we all would kind of agree, you're, you're a bit of a foodie. And, and I know that because I'm kind of a foodie myself, and we've talked about food multiple times. Can you just maybe give me a little, um, just a little history of how you got so interested in cooking. Where, where did that whole thing start? I started when I was like three or four. That's my earliest memory when I was making pancakes and banana bread with my dad. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with it from there. I just feel this kind of connection with it that I don't feel with anything else. Um, and so now I actually work at Tony's Steaks and Seafood. It's a restaurant uh, in Montgomery. And uh, that's kind of me on my culinary path towards culinary school after high school and then eventually uh, in the restaurant business when I'm older. So that's, I don't know, that's always kind of been my life plan. It's always made me happy and satisfied and that's just where the, where I'm at right now. It seems like there's always a couple schools of thought when it comes to cooking. And uh, I find, unfortunately, that there's a vast majority of people out there, maybe not majority, but there's at least a vocal group of people to whom cooking is a chore and is something they dread and something that they wish they could do without and kind of pass on to someone else. Um, People like you, of course, have found a joy in it. So I'm curious, what would you say is the part of cooking that brings joy to you? So I think a lot of people kind of miss out on just enjoying the process of cooking. Like cooking takes so much time and you have to kind of be at will to the ingredients into everything. So enjoying the process is really what I what I find the most joy in. Um, and also the final product and seeing something that you made with your own two hands put a smile on someone's face is just the most rewarding thing I can think of. And it's just incredible to me. Now, years ago, when schools across the nation had their standard home ec classes, students were essentially taught cooking skills in their high school classes, they were taught a variety of techniques, and really, more or less, it was one of their actual standard required for graduation classes. Now, recently, schools have gotten away from this, and schools are focusing more now on classes that are considered college prep, and not necessarily classes that would be considered just kind of your run-of-the-mill, how-to-live-your-life classes. But we've seen in recent years that cooking and really culinary education is creating a new interest, especially amongst students of your age, high school students currently and college students who are going out into the workforce, not really knowing how to cook or what to cook, but quickly learning that they wish they had those skills. So you have mentioned that this is a passion of yours, so much so that you're actually going to culinary school. Is that correct? And after culinary school, I assume the expectation is that you would be getting a job in the food industry. What, what specific career path do you see for yourself 
at least now as a uh, high school junior? So the, the certain path that I want to go down is definitely in the field of restaurant work. My, my family owns a catering business, um, and I've been around that for a long time. But I've kind of find out, found out that restaurant work is really where my uh, passion lies, where my heart is. Um, and so definitely restaurant uh, is the path that I would like to go down. I don't know if I want to own my own restaurant or if I just want to, you know, be a cook or just be the head chef or something like that. But I feel like once I get down the line, it'll kind of hit me all at once and I'll, and I'll, I'll find out what I'm most passionate about and find out what I want to do. Now, Max, currently you are, much like all of the other students, not only at CHCA, but across the nation, you're under quarantine. You're kind of a stay-at-home order. And I imagine that what you're finding is that these cooking skills are coming in quite handy. Um, in fact, I, I'm seeing online and on social media that uh, that people all over are having this sur- uh, surge of, of reinterest in cooking and in the culinary arts. So just from your own personal experience, how has this time at home afforded you the chance to refine some of your own cooking skills? Man, it's been amazing. Um, first of all, the amount of time that I have is just, you know, endless. I can, you know, wake up early and start something early in the day and then have all day to do it and days on end to do it. So that's great. Um, recently, actually, I've been honing my skills on sourdough bread, which is, as you know, extremely time consuming. So this is the perfect time to do that. Um, and then as well, I've been, I've been, uh, doing a lot of pasta too. So I actually ordered my own pasta maker for the first time. Um, and I've been working on that a lot, working on different sauces and just kind of, uh, seeing where it takes me. I think that's the most fun part about cooking for me is not really having any guidelines and just being able to kind of express myself and do what I feel is right for me. And, and really follow your interest. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned sourdough bread. I went through a similar path last summer where sourdough became my obsession. And I spent, well, <laughs> more time than I wish to say of the summer really diving in, reading books about sourdough. I, at one point, I had about four different starters. One of them, I had um, gotten the yeast off of dried raisins. And I was trying to keep all these starters alive and all these different experiments with bread. And I got to tell you, it was one of the most fun summers of of just bread making that I had had. So I'm, yeah. I'm super glad to hear that you're interested in that. And uh, so walk, walk us through um, something that you've made recently that uh, that you were really especially pleased about or that uh, that your family thoroughly enjoyed. Um, so actually, I have a friend that lives in Belgium, um, and he is just an incredible cook, and he's just that's been his whole life. Um, and he gave me a recipe for ragu al forno, which means in Italian, it's like very slow and low in the oven, actually, forno is oven. Um, so he gave me that recipe, and it's called for, uh, it's a lamb uh, bolognese, actually, and it's just very slow and very authentically Italian. Um, and so that, that was something that was very rewarding for me because it took so much time, and I made my own tagliatelle to go with it, and it was just a, a really great fruit of my labors that my family was extremely pleased with. You know, I think even our listeners right now are, are probably thinking like, wow, that sounds amazing. How can I get my hands on some of that? And I am curious, uh, has this whole process of you having the time to really cook and hone your skills, has it ignited in you a, a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit or, or a sense of how you could create a business out of some of the things you're doing? I mean, have you thought about selling your food in, in, in any way? One of the uh, things we were thinking about was 
me and my brother actually doing some kind of a food delivery or um, something along those lines. But the problem is I can't really get the ingredients that I need and the bulk that I would need to do that. Um, so we thought about that for a little while, but um, really it's ignited in me kind of a new passion for the restaurant that I work at because I haven't been able to go there in a month and a half or so. So I really, really am missing out on that and missing the stress and missing the just the fun of the kitchen. So that's definitely more than the business part of it has excited me more about just going back to the restaurant. But I've, I've, I've done like dinner parties and uh, different personal caterings for people's like Christmas parties and things like that. Um, which I like a lot, but I think that through this period of not being able to go back to the restaurant, that's my main focus right now. Now at, at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, we have a kind of a burgeoning entrepreneurship program, which is really what this podcast is all about. And the entrepreneurship program began with the Leaning Eagle coffee bar and this idea that students could make and sell these coffee beverages and the business would expand. And now we're seeing growth in all these different areas. And one of the big areas is actually around food. Uh, so last year, CHCA hosted the Food Symposium, and we brought in over 500 guests to hear speakers and authors, presenters, really on these topics related to food. And it has ignited almost a, a movement at the school toward questioning where our food comes from and why is it important to take the time to slow down and cook and eat together as a family. And one of the things that has grown out of this is a teaching kitchen. So for our listeners, this teaching kitchen is um, in collaboration with the Harvard Public School of Health. The Harvard Public School of Health, in conjunction with the Culinary Institute of America, which actually, Max, you visited last year. Is that correct? Yes, I did. The uh, San Francisco campus. Perfect. And, and is, that, is that where you are applying um, in uh, this next year as a senior? Is that where you hope to go? Yeah, so the Culinary Institute of America is definitely the school, um, but I will be applying to the Hyde Park, New York campus just because of proximity, and uh, it's just a bit of a bigger campus with uh, different opportunities there. So that's the my main option that I'm applying to. Gotcha. Well, well, years ago, the Harvard Public School of Health and the Culinary Institute of America came together to essentially create this model of a teaching kitchen where students would be given culinary information alongside nutritional information that would guide them in a variety of ways to have a healthy lifestyle. And the goal of our entrepreneurship program at CHCA is to bring that concept of the teaching kitchen directly to our campus. And so next year, we are rolling this out as a pop-up teaching kitchen that will exist at the high school campus, in the innovation space, and also at the Founders Campus. And Max, you are actually going to be involved with that uh, as a senior. So uh, could you just give me, I know we haven't really talked about the specifics of this yet, but what would you see as the potential for a program at Cincinnati Hills that would basically be teaching cooking skills to students? Why would that be a, a good or useful thing? Um, so first of all, it's just cooking is an absolutely necessary life skill. Um, I mean, it brings so much when it, once you, once you dive into it, it brings so much joy and so much accomplishment and it brings people together. I've, I've heard from so many different people that I've worked with that good food brings people together, which is just something that's irreplaceable. The, the dinner table is something that is, has lost its importance, I feel, in, uh, in recent times. So I think that teaching people how to cook at a young age kind of instills in them that important that importance at a young age and carries on for their life. So I, I definitely will bring back the importance of the dinner table and the importance of good food and all that. 
And so the concept of the teaching kitchen is such that we'll be using produce from the school garden to bring farm to school techniques directly into the hands of the students. And then the high school students, uh, you, Max included, along with several other high school students, will be teaching the cooking classes to the elementary and uh, even the Founders Campus students up through grade eight. So it's going to offer this full immersive experience. And the hope is down the road, we'll be able to build a freestanding teaching kitchen to exist on its own and even build the program more. But one of the questions that often comes up is why a teaching kitchen in the field of entrepreneurship? And I think you already answered this question best in that cooking and entrepreneurship go hand in hand. The root of entrepreneurship is problem solving. And we currently are in the midst of a pretty major problem nationally with the COVID-19 crisis. And you said yourself that you had played around with an idea of how to solve a problem of food shortages and of people needing delivered meals, um, and that your only holdup so far is the supply chain. So if you were to actually dive into this idea of entrepreneurship and culinary arts as a high school junior and come up with a delivery program that would serve the needs of bringing meals to people during this time, and you had the supply chain issue worked out, what would that process look like? I mean, how would you actually get this model off the ground? Um, so it would definitely take a lot of planning and a lot of uh, coordination. Um, I would definitely have to do certain dishes on different days that, first of all, travel well, which is important to me because I don't want to serve, you know, really great food and then have it have the quality deteriorate over the course of, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. So the, the portability is definitely something that I would take into consideration. And then just having to do a mass production of food and then deliver it is a big thing. So I would say that like a meeting place or a common kind of uh, delivery route would be really necessary because, I mean, depending on demand, of course, but I think that the organization of it would definitely be uh, the biggest factor. Now, Max, so many people right now, like I mentioned before, are interested in the culinary arts and kind of want to get started. But for those who may not have a lot of experience, for those who are like, you know what, I, I don't really do much in the kitchen, what advice would you have for ways to begin to to cook, to gain that confidence as a, as a home cook without being overwhelmed? Like, what, what can people do to get started? So the overwhelming part is definitely something that I've heard from a lot of people. First of all, you just cannot be afraid to mess up. You're going to mess up. It's not going to go your way a lot of times. And every every great cook has had moments of intense failure and intense stress. And that's just that just builds you up to be a better cook. Getting started in the kitchen and gaining confidence is all about experience. So once you have that experience, and then you'll just start growing astronomically from there. So really just getting in the kitchen and... Yeah, you just have to do it. You just have to go do it and you have to be organized and you have to have your own train of thought and know where you're going. And from there, you just, the experience takes over and you become more aware and more of a, uh, more of a cook that uses their senses. Now, one of the things that I've often found instrumental in my own life with regard to food and the culinary arts has been the mentors, both the ones that I've met personally and the ones that I sort of look up to as chefs who have really paved the way for new things. And for the longest time, Thomas Keller was uh, probably my greatest food mentor, having read his cookbooks, starting with the French Laundry and Ad Hoc. 
And uh, recently on a trip to Napa, having um, eaten at Ad Hoc, he, a huge, huge inspiration for me. Uh, more recently, Dan Barber. Um, Dan Barber, with just his visions and uh, his book, The Third Plate, and what he's doing for sustainability, have been inspirational to me as a cook. And I'm curious, who are the, the people in your life, whether you've met them or not, that have been an inspiration to you in the culinary world? Uh, so first of all, you have been a huge inspiration in terms of how I think about eating and how I think about food. Your uh, class last year, uh, the whole food unit was just super eye-opening and the symposium too that I got to be exempt from class for a few days and listen to all these amazing knowledgeable speakers um, has really just changed a lot of my uh, a lot of my view on food and where it comes from and how eating affects us. Um, but in terms of like chefs, Thomas Keller is definitely one of my biggest. Um, I've read his French Laundry book as well. And just his, I've seen a lot of videos with his tours and just the passion that radiates from him is just super inspiring. Um, Dan Barber as well. I mean, it, me and you have really similar uh, interests in this kind of thing. But Dan Barber, I love. He's kind of like started a movement of breeding plants for flavor as opposed to color and texture and look. And I just think that's amazing. And his his wanting to go back to the roots of food and to the, to the true meaning of flavor is just super inspiring as well. Um, but at the restaurant I work out too, there's some cooks that have been around the food scene in Cincinnati. I worked with Jean Robert and some famous names around here. Um, and they've kind of taught me that like the more specific kitchen skills of doing things the same every time and just kind of being the inspiration for the hard work that goes into cooking. Um, but the payoff and I see that in them every day. I, I spent a summer, this was uh, this was some years ago before I, I had kids, I actually spent a summer interning at a restaurant. It was David's here in Mount Adams run by David Cook, who also worked at the Masonette. And I basically worked for free in exchange for learning how to cook. And one, you know, people ask me about that experience. And one of the things I tell them is how tedious cooking is. I mean, I remember standing in the prep room basement chopping garlic and onions and mushrooms for three hours straight and thinking like, what, <laughs> what am I doing? I, you know, often when we think of cooking, we think of the big flashy, you know, um, uh, pans where the fire is like licking up to the ceiling yeah. and it, you know, it looks really cool on video. Most of the time you're in a basement in, in the dark and it's slightly damp and you're cutting vegetables. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's not glorious. <laughs> it's not. There's, there's not, there's not the glory that that I think we often see from the celebrity chefs. But I, I think, and, and I imagine you would agree, there, there's a lot of lessons to be had there in the repetition, in the tediousness of it. Um, what, what kind of lessons have you had along those lines? Patience, for sure, is one of them. Um, at Tony's, I have to peel shrimp every time I go in. Peel these tiger shrimp and. Uh, you know, as you know, that's definitely a very, very tedious thing to do. And there's several other things like that that I have to do. But it's definitely taught me patience and it's taught me consistency. And it's taught me, taught me that in a restaurant, you want everything to look the same, no matter what, what time you go in, when you go in, if you're going on a Wednesday or Friday, you want things to be the same every time you do them. So that not only can you do them faster and more efficiently, but it just looks better. And it's kind of the way that things work. Um, so it's just taught me consistency and taught me speed and kind of how to get in a rhythm and not get out of it. And I imagine a lot of those skills have probably carried over into other areas of your life. <laughs> if you think about the tediousness of, of many of the things that we do and how cooking replicates that, but there's also that act of creation involved in it that's also inspiring. For sure, yeah. I mean, 
I, I do find myself looking, thinking about situations and how can I do this as efficiently as possible. And I'm like, wait, this is how I think about things at work all the time. So yeah, it definitely bleeds over into different aspects of life. Well, Max, in, in closing, um, what, what, what's on the menu for, uh, for tonight or later this week that, uh, that we can begin to, uh, to dream about that you'll be cooking up for your family? So what I have coming up is uh, kind of a play on the Kentucky hot brown. So I did, or I've done, I'm going to do a, a whole roasted turkey um, with brine for three days with uh, some sage and some bay and uh, some honey. And then I made my own Pullman loaf of bread. So very nice, soft white bread that I'm going to toast with some butter. Um, and then some nice seared tomatoes and some crispy bacon. And then I'm going to top it with uh, some turkey gravy that I made with uh, some turkey stock that I made. That is, that is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad you said a hot brown. Uh, I've, got, I've got a friend that I work with at the school, and, and we've been known to drive all the way down to Bardstown, Kentucky, just for a hot brown from Mammy's Kitchen and Bar. A good hot brown is not to be missed. An incredible, incredible thing coming out of Kentucky. They, they deserve a Nobel Prize for that, for sure. <laughs> I, I agree. Excellent. Well, Max, uh, thanks for taking the time to, to talk with me today and uh, for being such an inspiration in the culinary world. And I'm excited about uh, the future that you have ahead of you, both next year with the CHC Teaching Kitchen and after that at the Culinary Institute of America and beyond. So uh, good luck and, uh, and thanks again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome and so awesome to talk to one of my uh, food inspirations about these things I'm so passionate about that I know you're passionate about too. So thank you very much. That concludes this episode of the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast with guest Max Vonderhaar. This fall, CHCA will be releasing its new Teaching Kitchen in conjunction with the Horticulture Program to bring farm-to-school learning straight to the campus of Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. To learn more about either of these programs, email teaching.kitchen at chca-oh.org.